Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 69 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing how to run without getting hurt or breaking down your body, the best practices and mobility exercises to keep you injury-free, and why jump roping is one of my favorite ways to improve running skills. Now, I'm a runner, sort of, a runner-ish, if you will. I've done 5K, 10K, 15K, half marathon. Most of those were motivated by bling and medals or chocolate, but I do believe that humans were built to run. And also, if you want to run and you have a desire to run, that you should be able to do it without getting hurt. Now, I'm currently working on building up my running strength because it's a really good way to metabolize energy in your body. I'm not talking about calories. I'm talking about moving your body in a way that helps you process emotions and feelings of overwhelm and just needing to get your head clear. It's definitely a great way to do it. It doesn't cost very much at all other than getting a pair of shoes. You can do it almost anywhere. But running injuries, they're super common. If you look up the hashtag injured runner on Instagram, there's over 114,000 photos. So I know that if you're a runner, chances are you probably have had pain or an injury at some point. But running doesn't have to break down your body. And just because you're a runner doesn't mean that you also have to have pain. They're not correlated. They're not one and the same. Just because you're a runner doesn't mean that your knees have to hurt all the time or your back has to hurt all the time or your neck has to hurt all the time. You can run and feel good while you do it. So today we're going to talk about running form, self-care, and the best practices that are going to help you keep running and stay running pain-free. So when it comes to running, I think of um, supple leopard status. (laughs) So this idea comes from Dr. Kelly Starrett, and he wrote an entire book called Becoming a Supple Leopard, all about how body maintenance and the exercises that you can do to maintain your body so that you can be ready for anything at any time. So what does that mean? being a supple leopard. Have you ever seen your dog warm up before they chase a tennis ball? I have one of those squeaky tennis balls. And no, the minute it's thrown, she is booking it after it, jumping in the air, just going crazy for this little ball. Have you ever seen a leopard stretch before it chases down an antelope for dinner? Been watching those uh, lion documentaries on Disney Plus? And no, not a single Big Cat does any stretching or warm-ups before it runs. Animals don't need to warm up because they move all the time. 
right? Every time they get up from sleeping, they're stretching. My dog does this thing like the, the inchworm where she lays on her back and like rolls around in the carpet. I've seen horses do that. Animals understand that movement and more movement allows for movement to happen without getting hurt. And a warm-up really, truly, it's not a replacement for good mechanics. So I see people all the time doing their stretch on the sidewalk, and then they're going to go out and do their run. And they've got all their braces and their things on, which is great. You're doing something. But that little bit of warm-up isn't enough. I've talked on the show many, many times about body maintenance, about moving smarter throughout your day and infusing that into what you do. And that is so important because yes, it's beneficial to be using your foam roller on a regular basis to stretch your calves, to stretch your hamstrings. But if your arches are collapsing or your knees are caving in or your hips aren't balanced because of the type of surface you're running on, every step that you take is another repetition and load on your body that could be doing more harm than help. Now, I'm not saying to stop running. I'm definitely not saying to stop running. But you need to understand how to run and how to do so in a way that is going to just maintain your body and help you continue to get stronger no matter what you do. Now, I preface all of this by saying I'm not a running expert. I'm gonna give you three running coaches at the end to go check out. But I am a body expert, and I know that there are some basic movements that you can work on right now that will help you run without pain. So the first of the things to be thinking about is your posture. I mean, really, you didn't think we'd get through a whole episode without talking about posture, did you? So it matters even for this. So what is posture when you're running? It's basically the same as when you're standing. So, hey, guess what? A great way to practice better posture for running is to practice better posture while you're standing. So feet straight-ish, getting your head right over your shoulders, getting your ribs right over your hips, getting the weight balanced and equal over both of your feet so that you're not putting all of your weight on one hip and leg and then having to shift and balance to the other side. So really just stand up for yourself and in your body. Uh, I remember I was in line at Chipotle behind this young man who, I say young man only because we're, we were probably the same age, okay? I'm not trying to sound um, like, oh, this young boy. No, no, he was just a young man. He literally couldn't stand up straight. He was leaning on everything. He was slouching on everything. He was just completely absorbed in what was going on with his phone. It was almost like gravity was too much. So don't be like that that young gentleman. Stand up for yourself in your body with authority and with strength because that is also going to help you run better. Now, you're really working against repetition when it comes to running. So while, you know, one moment of standing up straight in good posture feels like, well, what is that going to do? It's the addition and accumulation of all of those reps over a long distance run that really add up. So even in one mile, right, that's how many times do your feet hit the pavement? A lot. So you want to be sure that your body habitually already knows how to be in better positions, even when you're tired, even when you're at the end of a run. 
This loading and these high reps is also why pain usually starts after you've been running for a while, right? You can go out, you feel really good, but about 10 minutes in, something starts to give. So it's that accumulation of load over many, many, many repetitions. And one of the biggest weak points is especially true for runners, also for just, (laughs) I would say us normal people, I take all of that back, Um, but definitely true for runners, and that is need strong feet. I am not a fan of big clunky running shoes that are super highly supportive and keep you from pronating or over pronating or supinating or all of these things. That is to say, you're not necessarily going to want to run with barefoot shoes on concrete because your body was not designed to run on concrete. It's a man-made surface. doesn't feel real great, but a less supportive shoe is ideal. Running shoes are selling you something to fix a symptom instead of solving the actual issue, right? Instead of just putting a wedge and an arch support underneath your arch so you don't overpronate, why don't we look at why you're overpronating, why your feet are weak, why your hips can't help support your feet, knees, and ankles, and actually solve the problem instead of just putting a Band-Aid on it. Now, I say all of this because this is what I've been working on, and I'm not going to lie, I haven't been super duper consistent with it, but running consistently to build up the strength of my feet and ankles. When it comes to this, and this is true, you know, if you're starting out with running or you're trying to transition down from that big clunky shoe, when it comes to barefoot strength, go slow. So don't go out and buy yourself a pair of zero drop shoes and then go run 10 miles. You will definitely get injured. And that also is where some of the vitriol towards Vibram and those barefoot shoes were because people went from these big thick shoes to the five finger shoes with zero cushion and were doing the same amount of distance and mileage. And of course, you're gonna get injured, right? It's as if you just plucked grandma and sent her up to Everest and was like, go ahead, grandma, you'll be fine, right? Not fine, you need to train. So work slowly when it comes to barefoot strength, doing things like mobilizations for your feet, mobilizations for your ankles, working on calf strength. Typically your calves are tight because they're probably craving some sort of balanced strength. So not just stretching, but going about it with mobilizations and activation. So you have that balanced plan to really retrain your brain and your tissues how to work together. The next thing to work on is your squat. A squat is the best movement that is an example of full ankle, hip, and knee range of motion. So if you can't squat now, start working on what's bothering you in the squat. And that's gonna give you mobility and have that flexibility to run better. So if you can't keep your heels down on the squat, okay, great, let's look at your calves. Let's talk about calf flexibility. Let's talk about calf strength and foot strength. Um, Is it your knees? Okay, let's talk about quads or hips, like whatever it is, where you get stuck in your squat is a good sign of what your next best step is, right? The squat in itself is a diagnostic and you can take that information and then go apply your mobility practices to where you need help in your squat. And honestly, you might just start there. It's just, can I do a squat without pain, without irritating my knees, without irritating my back? If that answer is no, then stop. What is bothering me? Let me go to work on that. So if you're feeling kind of overwhelmed, oh my gosh, there's like all of these options when it comes to mobility, what should I do? 
start there, right? How was your squat? And then go from there. Another big thing that runners need, but also just, again, humans in general, is better hip extension. Because we spend so much of our time sitting that our hip flexors, our quads are all super stiff and restricted. And if you have been stretching your quads and stretching your hip flexors and nothing is changing, here's your permission to stop stretching. Because improving hip extension actually requires better glute strength. So it's not just flexibility of the hip flexors that is important, but also glute and hamstring strength. So yes, roll your quads, uh, but also do things that focus on hamstring strength, right? Working on hip bridges, doing hamstring pulls. One of my favorite exercises right now, which I've been working with a lot, is actually when you have the physio ball, so that really big exercise ball that you could also sit on, and laying on the floor with my heels on that ball, bridging up, and then pulling my heels back and forth. So we do like a bridge slide or heel slide while you're elevated on the ball. One of the reasons why it's so great is because the ball is unsteady. So you get balance, you get hamstrings, you get glutes, you get cramps. It's fantastic. But it's also a great way to just awaken my hamstrings so that when I go out and run, they are more well-prepared to do their job. So the other thing to use in your cross training, so to speak, for your running, or even if you're just thinking about, hey, I want to be a better runner or I want to start running, is to jump rope. Because running is really falling forward as if you were jump roping. If your form doesn't look like that, if you're not, you know, just imagine if you're jump roping and then start to fall forward, if that is just completely opposite of what your running form looks like, then that's probably why you're getting hurt. It also, jump roping helps to build up the elasticity of your feet and your lower legs. So you're more prepared, you're better prepared to run from jump roping. So maybe jump roping is incorporated into your strength days, or maybe you just start with jump roping because you're not able to run without pain yet. Whatever it may be, if jump roping isn't included in your plan, you're missing out. Now, if you're like, what? I don't have a jump rope. I'm going to tell you right now from experience, (laughs) I actually prefer jump roping without a jump rope. And if you're like, but wait, that's not jump roping. True. But I sometimes smack myself across the shins with the jump rope or the arm and it hurts and it hurts a lot. So you can get the same benefits of jump roping, right? Jumping on both feet, jumping on one foot, jumping on the other without using a rope. It's really great. So I will drop a link in the show description or you can go to aewellness.com slash 069 to get the link to the jump rope form video that I have up on my YouTube for you. So start there. And if you're like, wait a minute, running form. I know, I know. I'm going to give you some coaches who are going to teach you proper running form as well. But that is just food for thought. And I can also tell you that when I shifted my running form to be more like falling while jump roping, running was way more fun and felt way better, especially on my lower back. So just put a pin in that. Maybe go ask a coach. But it definitely has been helpful. Now, if you're thinking, well, can I just foam roll, right? Isn't that the key to running pain-free? That's what every magazine wants to tell you. And while yes, your post-run cooldown is super important when it comes to maintaining your tissue health, all the foam rolling in the world can't fix your mechanics. So make sure that you're working on those basics 
always, right? Incorporate some of the basic running uh, skills and drills into your warmups, into your training, so that that becomes your default, right? This is all that body maintenance is about, is spending the focus time working on something so that you don't have to think about it and you can actually be out there having fun doing the thing you want to do without having to think about, you know, okay, right glute contract and abs on, ribs down, just doing it enough time so it becomes habitual, it becomes effortless, it becomes a habit, right? And body maintenance and running maintenance aren't all that different, right? So doing the running specific skills, that is your body maintenance for running, but you still need to also do your body maintenance for just being a human in a body. And really, ultimately, you have to keep running. I have tried, trust me, to do all of the running skills I can in my garage is not the same as running. So if you want to get out and run better or get started, I have three awesome coaches to check out on social media. They also do virtual coaching. So wherever you are in the world, they can help. The first is Valerie Hunt. She's on Instagram at runrx. She does gait analysis. She has a program called 321 Run, and she has training plans that are all designed to help you reach your running goals. Her Instagram is filled with lots about form and drills to help you be a stronger runner, and I do a lot of them all the time. I just go and see, oh, what's Valerie doing? And then do them in my workouts. So she's at runrx. Another is Allison Staples. She's based in Baltimore. And I just discovered her on Instagram. The cool thing about Allison is that she's also a physical therapy assistant. So she knows how to help you run without getting injured. She's run, I think, like five marathons. So she's also a pro at what she does. She does virtual coaching and she talks a lot about the mindset of running, which I think is super, super important. How you think about what you're doing is just as important as doing the thing. Her Instagram handle is alleyoop zero. Oh, runs. I know. I'm going to put that in the show description, but if you just look up Ali Oop, A-L-I-O-O-P underscore zero, she should come up in Instagram or check the show description or the show notes for today's episode. And then lastly, Jill Angie of Not Your Average Runner. So Jill and I met through a mastermind. She is an amazing person. She's also a running coach and a life coach. And she teaches you how to run in the body that you have right now. She's also the author of Not Your Average Runner, Why You're Not Too Fat to Run, and The Skinny on How to Start Today. So Jill is a great resource for those of you if you feel like you want to run, but you're sort of intimidated by the running world. She's super awesome. She also has a podcast and you can find her on Instagram at not your average runner. So there you have it. Three running coaches. Go check out your squat and go get a jump rope. I will post all of the things that I mentioned in today's episode down in the description, or you can head on over to aewellness.com slash 069 to get the lowdown. But Let me know how your running is going or send me any questions you might still have. You can just do a screenshot of this episode and send me a DM or tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, just a reminder that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So thank you for taking the time to listen today. You are awesome. 
I'm so grateful for you. I hope that you got some fun movement in or you got something else on the schedule for today. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor. Please, 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 if you're not already, subscribe. You get all the latest episodes. It just shows up in your feed. Or just share today's episode with your running buddy, your training partner, your friends, your family. Just share it with somebody who needed to hear this today and who wants to run pain-free. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, running awesomer, (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.